Welcome to another amazing episode of the Path to Podcast Success with your host, audience building and fear crushing podcast expert, Evan Bradley Johnson. Every single week, Evan has powerful conversations with successful entrepreneurs and business owners, revealing the podcast strategies they use to grow their subscribers and sales, and how you can use your podcast to finally get to that next level. Now, turn on your mic and let's start down the path to podcast success. Okay, welcome everyone to another very exciting episode of Path to Podcast Success. I have a guest here with me today. Uh, I think this is going to be a lot of fun. I think this is going to be a cool interview. We've kind of, we've meshed pretty well, I think, in the pre-show chat. And so I think this is just going to be a great episode. Eli Delaney, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Evans. My pleasure to be here. And yeah, we're going to have some fun. We're just going to have a cool chat and everybody listening and just gets to, to hang out and have some fun with us. That, that, that's the goal. Yep. <laughs> so I like to start off in the same place with all my guests. And that is by making sure everyone listening is on the same page and they have the context they need to get the most they can out of this conversation. So for those people, go ahead and tell us what is it that you do? All right. So I'm the creator of a program called the Follow-Up Rockstar System. And essentially what I do is I work with coaches, uh, coaches, speakers. I work with a lot of industries, but usually they're coaches, speakers, people that are in that knowledge expert space um, that have a product. They use speaking as their primary marketing tool. They do a lot of uh, like group coaching, one-on-one coaching. Maybe they have some courses, things like that. And they're out there speaking on maybe podcasts like this, or they're speaking on real stages. They're getting out there doing their thing, but they're not doing the follow-up process. And what I like to say is, you know, you're doing all this other stuff. And I like to say that's called getting them in the castle. A friend of mine, Angel Tussie, actually talks about that, is the, the do the things to get them in the castle. My job is to make sure once you get them in the castle, two things happen. Number one, they want to stick around. And two, they don't meet the village idiot. And so our system is about follow-up processes, building an experience to where people want to stick around with you. They want to open your emails. They want to pay attention to what you're doing because you're always there providing great value. Okay. And so do you do this in like a coaching capacity? Yes. Or do you use it like a, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Very much a coaching capacity because uh, we do have some stuff that's a, that's in a sort of done for you. I do a lot of done with you process. So we help you with the coaching. I teach you how to do it because the most important thing is you can come into somebody's program and fill in the blanks, but if you don't understand why it works, it's not going to work because you're still going to miss the nuances. And so yeah. when I work with my clients as we work, we work with a, if they done with you process, they follow the methodology and the system, but then we go over it together and I teach them where they miss the mistakes on it. And then ultimately I don't care what software they're using. It, you know, everybody needs to be, if you're in, an entrepreneur, you're in business, you need to have some form of email system, CRM system for customer relationship manager. You're talking about, you got keep active campaign, high level. There's a ton of them out there. Realities, I don't care which one you use. The kicker is how do you use it properly? But the reality behind it is that it's not about the technology. It's about the psychology. It's about how you communicate with the people that you meet that makes the difference. Right. And so that's where you come in, 
helping people with that communication because that's, I mean, that's really the case. Everyone focuses on, oh, I got to get more leads. I got to bring more people in. I got to do all this yeah. stuff. But like, well, once you have them, then what? Yeah. Well, and imagine, you know, like I can use speaking as an example because so many of my clients are speakers, but this happens in every industry. You're bringing leads in, but everybody's focusing on more leads. They're not focusing on what they're doing with the ones they have. And so I'll go through and I'll talk to especially people in that coaching speaking arena. You may speak on stage and have a hundred people in the audience. You get 10 people, 10% of that room that says, this is awesome. Here's my credit card. Let's go. You got 90%. They'll walk away. Now, why did they do that? Well, you can say, nah, they, they, they didn't see the value in it. Or you could say they didn't have the money. You could say they're not ready. They, you can say all the excuses in the world. Maybe they, maybe they needed to talk to a spouse or a business partner. You know, a lot of times when you talk about real in-person events from the speaking world, a lot of times people go to events, they leave their credit card at home because they know they have no willpower and will buy everything. So they're not <laughs> going to buy today. But what if you actually had the thing they needed? They knew that, but they couldn't buy today. If you stay in touch with them and you build that follow-up afterwards, they could come back and buy next week, next year, next decade even. You know, I've even got a guy who reached out to me. It was September 16th of 2020. He emails me, he replies back to one of my emails actually, and says, Hey, Eli, I want to thank you for everything you've done over the last couple of years. You've really helped me grow my business. My son's starting a construction company and I wanted, I wanted to see if you could help us with some marketing stuff. So it opens up a dialogue, which is awesome. We had a cool conversation about it, but I go into my database, my CRM system, and I look and see what does a couple of years mean? Quote unquote, right? I look in there. He actually saw me speak in Scottsdale, Arizona, July 3rd, 2010. So 10 years and three months later, because I followed up with him, he's coming back and referring his son's business to me. That's why follow-up is so powerful. And that's why I'm I'm so passionate about it because that's where the money is. The follow-up is there. You've heard that the fortune's in the follow-up, but it's not just following up. It's how you follow up and, and you've got to stay in touch for the long game. That's crazy, but it's true. I mean, that's fortunate in the follow-up. I mean, yeah. we've all heard it and it is incredibly true because like you're saying, I mean, it's about those relationships. Exactly. It's like, it, it's hard to build a relationship just in the first interaction with someone. It takes oh, yeah. Well, especially in today's world, if you're in business, uh, we live in a world of skepticism and you know, nowadays there are so many fly-by-nights. There's a lot of shady people out there. Um, and most of the time, right out of the gate, somebody's going to look at you and it's like, it's got to be too good to be true. I, I don't believe it. That's just because that's how we are in today's society. But if you come back later and you share value and you stay in front of them and you build a relationship with them, you do that other phrase we've all heard, no like and trust. You know, if you've been in business for any time, you've heard that. It's like we call it the KLT yep. factor. You know, but that doesn't happen immediately. A certain percentage will. Some people will be like, this is it. You gel with me. I love you. Here's my credit card. But that's right. a small percentage. That's a very yeah. small percentage. Other people need time. By the way, one thing people tend to discount is that there are actually certain personality types, a good portion of the world who cannot make a decision on the spot. They have to have time to think about it. 
their brain needs to analyze it and process it. These are your analytical types, the engineers, that kind of stuff. These are the guys that that they won't buy today. No ifs, ands, and buts. But if you stay in touch with them and you kind of keep touching on them, they will come back and buy once their brain has had time to process the data. Right. I mean, yeah, that's that makes sense. I mean, I think we all know a lot of people who wouldn't be able to, you know, buy in a spot like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. So you mentioned that guy saw you speak in 2010. Yeah. I mean, you've been doing this for a long time. So how long have you been in business? Um, I've technically been in business for over 26 years, I think, somewhere right around there. My first business uh, was a web and graphic design agency. I started it out of my dining room by myself. Um, it was it was very entertaining to, to get started. I knew nothing about business. Um, I actually started my business trying to figure out what was going on. I had like one client. Yeah, that was it. And I'm like, okay, I can't work another job. We've, my previous two employers and I all agreed I was unemployable. And so (laughs) I went out on my own, started my thing, was having a good time with it. And then I realized, you know, it was of all people, my mom actually mentioned, you know, have you thought about going to a chamber of commerce and meeting other business people? And I'm like, a a chamber of what? I had no clue what it was at the time. And so I looked it up, I, I got involved and I actually, the first time I went to my first chamber, I ended up learning something that has, that has served me well for my entire business, which is um, the guy who was the marketing director. So he's the, you know, he's the sales guy for the chamber. He basically says, you're going to get out of it what you put into it. You have to be part of it. You have to show up to the events. You have to talk to people, build the relationships and it will pay off. And I paid back my membership. I got, I made more than my membership in the first month. And I think in the first six months, I had already hit uh, three times, maybe four times. It's been long enough now. I don't remember four times my annual for the previous two years. And, but I was everywhere. And, you know, years down the road, I was with that chamber for a long time. Uh, years down the road, they had a running joke that when Eli started out, he would come to the opening of a letter. And I, and it was true. I participated in everything. Fast forward, you know, I did, I got through that. I grew that business to three to five contracts a week working at, um, when I started out of my dining room, I had three to five contracts a week, opened up an office. I had five employees. We were killing it, having a great time. Um, then I did realize that I didn't like having an office and I didn't like employees either. So I decided to make another shift in my world. And that's where I got kind of led to where I am now. I shifted away from the design side of things and the agency side and started working into coaching and consulting side of things and teaching. Cause I just, I love that. And I, and I right. got into speaking and I love speaking. It's one of my favorite oh, yeah. things to do. Because I mean that like, yeah, it's like being a coach kind of goes back a little bit to trading time for money. But it's a lot more money for a lot less time. And that time you're spending doing something you love. Right. And so I think well, it's worth it. Yeah. And coaching I and mean, coaching isn't necessarily always one-on-one either. You can do group coaching. True. So that's actually, I, that's what I primarily do. I do consulting and that's more of a one-on-one basis. But my coaching side is generally co- group coaching. So I, you know, it doesn't matter if I have five people or 500 people, the material and the structure is still the same. Obviously, I want to make sure everybody gets handled. And so that I may add more people as those numbers get higher um, or add, you know, or more coaches that can help work with me, or I might add extra calls with people in order to space it out a little bit more, but I can have 10, 15 people on a call 
and serve them very, very well. And most of the time, even better for the simple fact that most of them are going through the exact same struggles together. And right. so if I answer one person, I'm answering everybody's. And each person has a different insight into the struggle that they're all facing. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. That's awesome. And that's, I've, I've, I've seen that that's, it's kind of the natural progression of business, mm-hmm. right? You eventually realize like it's the coaching, it's the teaching. That's what I want to be doing because that's what really you can see the difference being made right before your eyes when you're doing it. Yeah. And it's, you know, it also depends on, you know, your personality. I know some people that they're not, they're not teachers, they're not coaches. They just want to, you know, look at the computer and do the thing. And those people are great because that's not me. I, I want, I like having an audience and being able to see the light bulb above their head turn on when I share something with them and go, wait a minute, that's easy. I can do that. When I can see that look in their eye, that's what makes the difference for me. And that's where I get excited. Yeah. I mean, there you go. (laughs) That's it. That's awesome. So I wanted to make a little bit of a shift and ask you as well. I know you do work and you have some insights around the world of productivity. Mm -hmm. Tell me a little bit about that. Okay. So productivity is is an interesting term because it is something we need. It is something that most of us suffer with to some degrees. Like we're trying to figure out how to do all the things. Um, I actually have a, a methodology that I teach my clients and I work with, um, work with them on is, um, I call it entrepreneur ADD, which is automate, delegate, and delete. Quite simply, automate what you can because we have the tools and technology to do that. Delete or delegate the stuff that you can't automate. Let somebody else who's better at it do it for you for less money than it would be for you to do it yourself and delete the crap you shouldn't be doing anyway. And once you get those three pieces in place, then your life becomes much more simplified. And so like my specialty personally is the automation side. I, I'm a big, um, I'm a geek. So I love looking at technology and seeing what can happen. You know, I talk about the follow-up process. Um, my claim to fame, I have a campaign that runs following up with prospects that literally runs for three years. My running joke is I could go outside and get hit by a bus today and still sell you stuff for three more years. <laughs> okay. Oh, now that's, that's, awesome. that's automation. That's the using the tools and technology to take care of a lot of that stuff for you. Uh, we can look at some simple things. We all know that we should be using a calendaring system to calendarly schedule ones, acuity. There's a ton of them out there. Um, but there's two pieces with it. Number one, use it. Make sure you have one. When I first years ago, this is like almost 15 years ago when the first calendaring system really came out. And I was like, okay, this is kind of cool. And I, so I checked it out immediately. I cut five hours a week worth of back and forth garbage. Because you have this like, hey, let's have a call. How's Thursday, Sam? Well, Thursday doesn't work. How about Friday? Well, Friday morning works. Well, that won't work. How about Friday afternoon? And you end up having so many back and forth and back and forth calls. You end up picking up the phone, talking on the phone to have a call to talk about scheduling a call. It makes no sense. And so yeah, no, having a calendar. I find it like almost a little bit of a red flag if I'm talking to a, like an entrepreneur. Yeah. And they're like, what time are you free? And I'm like, I don't know what time are you going to get your stuff figured out? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I'm like, I'm like, you know what? Here's the best way. Here's a link to my calendar. But exactly. here's the kicker with that is with that productivity, the kicker to make it more effective is your follow-up process in your calendaring system. So not just having it set up, 
but making sure the reminders are there. Is this a Zoom call? Is this a phone call? Is this an in-person call? Are you using something else? Is there anything that they need to know ahead of time? Think through the entire process. What do they need to know to prepare for the best experience on that call? Because if you were to spend two or three hours setting that up properly, you're going to get people on the call massively more prepared, more excited to be part of it. And if if this is a sales conversation, a lot of times you'll have them pre-sold before they pick up the, you know, before they even join the Zoom or pick up the phone or whatever, however you're doing it. And so things like that, use that productivity tool to automate what you can and stop and think about it. If you look at something that you're doing over and over and over again, what can you do? Is there a piece of technology that can help speed up that process? Um, another great tool that I love to use. There's there's different plat or different software that does this. All right, so let's talk about like one of my favorite tools is called Atext, and this is something that you can get. Uh, it works for Mac or PC. It's five bucks. Go to Google and do a search for the word Atext. And basically, it's a text replacement platform. The, the whole cool thing about it is, let's say you have proposals you send out or um, you know, an email that you do the same thing over and over again quite a bit. You can literally type this all up, save it in a text. And as a great example, it's like a proposal. Maybe you might have a three-page proposal in an email. You can literally open up the email, type in proposal 01. And it's going to go through and turn that phrase into a great big thing. So instead of spending five minutes writing something, you can literally spend five seconds. That's the type of thing you can do proposal or do uh, for uh, productivity, speed up the process. And I've got about 30 of these little shortcuts that I use. If I want to give send somebody my Zoom link, I don't have to remember, I don't have to type out the whole link. I literally type in Eli Zoom. If I want to type in my signature, I type in Eli Sig. If I want to send send somebody to one of my pages, I can, I can say, you know, hey, here's a link to my site. It has these things on it. Here's the link. And all of that is saved in this shortcut. And I can use that on my computer and just boom. So instead of, again, spending five minutes on something, I can spend five seconds instead. That's the type of stuff you want to think about. If I'm doing something multiple times, is there a way or is there a tool or technology out there that I can simplify it down that will speed up that process? That's where productivity can can really come in to be powerful. Right. And that's, I mean, I love talking about productivity and about these different things because it's something that a lot of entrepreneurs, especially, uh, like they're afraid of of doing a lot Mm -hmm. of this kind of thing because your business is like your baby, right? For a lot of people out there. And so it can be difficult for a lot of people to, to trust either other people or other softwares to outsource, Mm -hmm. but that's what sets it apart. I mean, I like that. That's what sets you apart as just like a small kind of solo entrepreneur who's still kind of figuring things out and like an actual legitimate business Right? is like, are you still, you're still doing all those like, like mundane, like, ver- like, uh, mm-hmm. virtual assistant tasks or are you, have you outsourced them, you know, like an actual business owner. So it really depends. Right. And well, and, yeah. and something else with that too, is that when we talk about productivity, my goal in everything I do and everything that I even work with the clients is how can I systematize this to remove myself? How can I fire myself? And right. 
what I'll do is my own systems, my own processes, I will document that. And I highly recommend you do this for everything you do. Document the step-by-step process for two reasons. Number one, you are a human. You will forget things. If you have a 10-step process and you just go off the top of your head, you're going to miss two or three. It's just going to happen. Because again, you're human. We make mistakes. But if you have a checklist, you have this document, an SOP, standard operating procedure, you will then have that to, okay, I did this, I did this, I did this, and make sure you don't make that mistake. But then more importantly, when you are ready to bring somebody else in, now it's all documented, ready to go. So you can just hand it to somebody else and say, there you go. I make videos of everything that I do. So when I do training with somebody, I'm not training them personally myself. I give them the video and a document and say, okay, I want you to go watch this. I want you to come back and let me know if you have any questions. And then I'm going to have you do it following the steps in that process. And then we'll, we'll see how you do. And when they come back, if they find that they got stuck on something, then we look and see, is that them not following instructions or is that me needing to be more clear in my instructions? But either way, I fix it. And if anything ever happens to that person, I can turn around and give that to somebody else. Exactly. Yeah, there you go. I mean, that's that that's that's the power of doing that. And that helps. Mm-hmm. And that also makes you more likely to actually outsource and actually fall through yeah. on hiring someone and, and getting some people to come in and help. Because yeah. then, like, you know, you don't have to worry about training. It's just it's a really easy process for you. And then you get off your plate so you can actually, like, well, be be productive. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And that's one of the things a lot of people get stuck on. It's like, I don't, I just don't have the patience or I don't have the time to, to train them. I'm already too busy. I don't have time to train them. Well, if you document it, spend a little extra time documenting at once. Now you can hand it to them. That does 90% of the training. That last 10% is just some nuances to make sure they got it completely. Right. Exactly. Oh, I think Eli, we could probably talk about this for hours, but I want to make sure I respect your time <laughs> and the time of our listeners. So thank yeah. you so much for coming on the podcast and sharing all of this. I think hopefully people can take these insights and really run with it and think more seriously about their follow-up productivity, their outsourcing, all that fun stuff. So for people who are interested in you, Eli, and all the work you're doing, where can they find out more about you? Easiest way to get a hold of me. I am, I'm very active on all the social sites. You can find me there, uh, but just go to connectwitheli.com and it is E-L-Y. So connectwitheli.com. Why not an I? And from there, I got some free stuff for you. I got um, all my social media links, all the stuff you could possibly need. There's even a spot on there. If you, I, you know, I love if you're, if you're seeing a video, you would see a video that above my head says meet cool people. I love meeting cool people. I love having cool conversations. So if this resonated with you, go there and book a call to chat with me. It's not a sales pitch. It's not a, you know, we're going to do a strategy session or any of that kind of garbage. This is a chat. We're just going to get to know each other. I want to find out about you. I like to meet cool people. And if I can help you, I'm, I'm going to help you however I can. If that means introducing you to somebody else, that's great. If it means actually, hey, Eli, I need your help. Can What does it look like to work together? Then we will have that conversation. But that's an afterthought. That's not, that's not the point of the call. The call is to see, how can I get to know you and how can I help you? And I, and I keep that open for pretty much anybody. The only little thing that I ask is that you make sure that you tell me when the notes on there that you heard me on this show. So I know where it came from and I can thank Evan for the, for the great introduction. Perfect. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again, Eli, for coming on the podcast, sharing these insights. I highly encourage everyone listening to check out uh, Eli's website and all of his cool stuff. 
and book that call because this is that that's how that's how businesses are able to thrive is by creating relationships and, and that's what Eli's doing and so thank you so much awesome thank you so much sir it's my pleasure to be here uh, if there's anything i can do to help you out just reach out and let me know anytime Thank you for listening to this episode and for supporting the Path to Podcast Success Show. If you haven't already, please leave us a five-star rating and a written review, letting us know what you think of the show so we can bring you the most value we can from these expert podcasters. Your support helps us reach more people looking to step up their podcast game so that they can continue to grow their brand and spread their message. So, again... Thank you for listening to this episode of The Path to Podcast Success, and we'll see you in the next episode.